global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. This update is brought to you by Interactive Brokers and CME Group. If you're looking for global futures contracts with low trading costs, look no further. Interactive Brokers is the industry leader. Learn more at interactivebrokers.com slash CME Group. U.S. stock index futures are rising after the S&P 500 closed at its highest level since July. It's being bolstered by a rally in crude oil and speculation borrowing costs will remain lower for longer amid moderate growth. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. S&P E-mini futures up three points. Dow E-mini futures up 28. NASDAQ E-mini futures up nine. The DAX in Germany is down six-tenths percent. Ten-year Treasury up two-thirty seconds. The yield 1.71 percent. NYMEX crude oil up 1.3 percent or 67 cents to 51.02 a barrel. COMEX gold up 1.1 percent or $14.20 to 12.61.20 an ounce. The euro $1.1392. The yen 106.94. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Karen Muska, thank you very much. Well, it is history, or as the newspaper headline puts it, herstory. Hillary Clinton becomes the first woman to become the presidential nom- the nominee of a, a presidential nominee of a major political party. A development that has gotten a little bit short shrift, given everything else that's going on in the. Uh, political world these days, and particularly her opponent. Anita Dunn is a Democratic strategist and managing director at SKD Knickerbocker, and she used to be the communications director at the White House under President Barack Obama. Uh, Anita, I'm wondering, is is the woman candidate thing something that Hillary is going to be able to build on and use, or does it just become another, another resume point that is uh, less... Uh, resonant in the time of uh, a Trump. I was thinking about 2008, where throughout the primary process, there was this knowledge that Barack Obama was either going to be the first African-American nominee of a major um, political party, or that Hillary Clinton was going to be the first female nominee of a major political party, but that either way, history would be made. And yet when the history was actually made, it felt very it felt very important at that moment, even knowing it was going to be done. And I think last night, what you saw was a candidate who was very comfortable with her voice, with the nature of her candidacy with the piece of history, but not saying vote for me because I'm a woman, saying vote for me because I'm the best person for this job. And I think that that is an important part of moving forward. Gender is a piece of this, but it's only part of who she is. Does it uh, bring her a lot of votes um, that she wouldn't otherwise get? You know, I don't think people will vote for her automatically because she's a woman, and I don't think she would expect people to do that. But do do we recognize that it's important to have different viewpoints, different backgrounds, people, diversity of opinion and diversity of leadership in this country? I think increasingly corporate boards, um, C-suites, nonprofits, and, yes, the government is recognizing that's important, and I think that voters recognize that as well. You are wonderful to have on today. Because in 2008, you were granted the ethereal power couple designation with your husband. 
in Washington. It's great to speak to a, one of the power couple of any given year. I mean, that must be a pox upon you. That's what terrible, would, terrible. What would be your advice to the quote-unquote Trump team today? You, I'm sure, had to sit Senator Obama down here or there and say, no, sir, this is how it's done. And you could do that with all your charm. How do you do that with Donald Trump? I see no evidence that he's listening to beasts like you. You know, uh, Donald Trump is the classic insurgent outsider candidate for someone who has operated inside the system for so long. He won. He won it his way. He won it with a very small staff that he, by all accounts, didn't listen to. And now he has all the so-called smart people in his political party telling him he has to change. And he's sitting there thinking, didn't I just beat all of you? And this is exactly. not a new thing. We see, you know, I've seen this for years. You see it with Senate candidates who win from the outside, gubernatorial candidates, congressional, where there comes an inevitable moment where, yes, you won it your way in the primary, but a general election is a very different campaign. Did that occur with Senator Obama? I mean, the first time I met the president was next to the Zamboni of the Boston Bruins in, in, in the Fleet Center. I mean, when you, you had to make Senator Obama shift to be somebody he wasn't before, right? No, when, I, when did that I, moment happen? Oh, I, I, I totally disagree with that. He never, he never shifted. Okay. The campaign needed to open itself and embrace some of the, um, the party regulars and part, and, and, and people who had not supported him in the primary. And just as everyone is talking about the challenge of Bernie Sanders supporters this morning, you know, we had a challenge with Hillary Clinton supporters in 2008. And part of it is you have to set aside the lingering bitterness from the primaries which you have even if you won, because a lot gets said during primaries, and the people who work for can- candidates and who are the most fervent supporters don't forget those things. But you have to set it aside and, and figure out how do we all put this back together and move forward. Mm-hmm. But Senator Obama never had Then Senator Obama never had a problem doing that. Okay. i, I got to ask you before we let you go here. Uh, you're, you're no stranger to Washington. You were uh, raised in Bethesda, and you began mm-hmm. your career at the White House as an intern under Jerry Rafshoon. If uh, if you don't know who I'm talking about, people go out and look it up. <laughs> it <was laughs> Google the it. Director in the Carter administration. How do people feel who are you know longtime Washingtonians about the mood in the country these days, where everybody hates Washington? Well, you know, I think people who. Um, you know, people who've been in Washington know that everybody always hates Washington. It is, you know, it's part of our national culture. Sometimes it's worse than others. But I think that people, I think people who work in politics would be crazy not to recognize that there is a fundamental disconnect right now between what people perceive as this kind of ruling class of political business, you know, education of elites and, and, and the rest of the country. And, you know, both of the primary processes have shown that, um, and the people who do not listen to that message are going to yeah. find themselves seriously in trouble. And I think that right. that that is something that you know that's a message to everybody. That's a message oh. to New York as much as Washington. Anita, I know you're going to go over and have seasonal melon at the Hay Adams Hotel here for lunch. But we're <laughs> going to keep you. We're going to beg to keep you around for our next section as well on this important political day. Truly. An historical day. A woman will run for president. We're thrilled to bring you Anita Dunn. We'll be back. Bloomberg Surveillance. 
We're counting down to the opening bell, brought to you by the Jeep Grand Cherokee, the most awarded SUV ever. The Grand Cherokee continues to raise the bar with its luxurious interior and legendary 4x4 capability. Drive one at your local Jeep dealer today.